Okay, Pasha's told us. So, before we jump into the actual, the Pasuk, there's a, a Muradika, a lot of stuff comes together when we understand the idea of Ava Talui Badava and Ava She'ena Talui Badava, as it says in the Mishnah, in Pekiavus, in the fifth Perik, that there's two kinds of love. There's a love that's Talui on something. Ahava Shehi Talui Badava. Sorry, what does Talui mean? Talui means dependent. Any love that is dependent on a thing, sorry, any love that is dependent on something, when that thing disappears, then the love disappears. V'she'ena taliyah b'dava, on a love that isn't dependent on something, e'ena b'tayla l'oylam, it's never going to be bottled. The love. Okay. So, it's interesting because men are much more external than women are. When it comes to when it comes to men's attraction to women, they're much more um, affected by the externals than women are. Women are more interested in like, you know, things like kindness and confidence and honesty and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And at the top of a men's list is basically, you know, how she looks and then everything else comes secondary. So, so that's an interesting, an interesting thing. Also, Men are, if you look at men's gifts, they're nearly always kind of utilitarian in a sense. They're useful. You can do stuff with them. Yeah. Women's gifts are much more like, you know, jewelry. Like generally men, you know, men aren't into jewelry generally. Or if they're into a watch, there's also, you know, it's got a, uh, it's got some kind of uh utility as well but women are actually into jewelry more than men are so women are more into the thing itself whereas men are more into the thing as a means to an end there's always some kind of something else they're looking for you with me so so the puzzle goes like this and we learn amazing things that Yitzhak loved Esav. Why? Because Tzayd Befiv, he was, he, he could trap with his mouth. There was trapping in his mouth. That was uh, difficult to translate, maybe. Rivka Eheves S. Yaakov. And Rivka loves Yaakov. So there's a few questions. First question is... Why does it say by Yitzhak, and he loved? But it's in future. There's this thing called the reversive vav, the vav ahefach, um, which basically means that the, the verb gets written in future tense, but you pronounce it in past tense. Like we say in, you know, but it means, and not and he will say, it means and he said. Yeah, there's this anomaly in, in Hebrew grammar that the vav can flip around the tense. So it's written, which reads as, and Yitzhak loved Esav. But by Rivka, it's written, Rivka loves in present tense. Not past, not future, present. Rivka loves Yaakov. 
And Yitzhak loved Esav. Okay, so what's that about? Number two is why is it that Yaakov didn't get jealous of Esav? If, if all the brothers got jealous of Yosef, because he was preferred by Yaakov, Yosef was a big tzaddik. Yaakov should have got jealous of Esau because Esau was a big Russia. So why was there no jealousy, Bichlal? Um Okay, so those are the two questions. And why was it Yitzhak who loved, so there's the third question, why is it Yitzhak who loved Esau and it was Rivka who loved Yaakov? So we've got three questions. The What's the difference in the tense? between Yitzhak's love for Esav, which is in past, written in future, but pronounced in past tense, whereas by Rivka, her love for Yaakov is in present tense, number one. Um, number two is, um, why was Yaakov not jealous of Esav if his father loved him? And usually the, the love of the father is something very dear to the, to the son. Uh, there was no jealousy there, Bichlal, and Russia, and Esav was a Russia. And number three, why was it Yitzhak who loved Esav and Rivka who loved Yaakov? Okay, so it's dependent in this idea of a love that's dependent on something. And Avatalia Badava, Yitzhak loved Esav, why? Kitzad Bafiv. Because he would trap with his mouth. For Rivka, Heaven says Yaakov, doesn't give any qualifying reason. Just says Rivka loves Yaakov. So it was an Avatalui. By Yitzhak, he loved Esav because, blah, blah. By Rivka, she loved Yaakov. There was no because. That was an Ava Einatalui Badava. It was a love that wasn't dependent on anything. So just just to I bring in the Rashi here. Rashi says Bafiv, he translates, he, he gives you what it means Bafiv. Um Bafiv show Yitzhak in the mouth of Yitzhak. He loved Asav because of the because of Asav's mouth. What? That he used to like trap Yitzhak and he would like um like be deceitful with his words, yeah. So the there's rush in the 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 passage before, and it says this is the the deceit that yeah the ace of used to to get into. Uh, he would trap him and he would deceive him, his father with his mouth. He would say Abba, Abba, how do you meiser? Melech and how do you mice a Tevin when we know that that salt and Tevin doesn't need mysus? Because and he would try and give over the impression to Asav uh, to, to Yitzhak that he was Medakdek in mitzvahs. When somebody is being deceitful, that means that their heart is in one place and their mouth is in another place. They want something different to what they're giving over. What happens when that when that's the case, if somebody is trying to get love from somebody else, 
through deceit, then he might get that love, but it's going to be a love that is connected to the thing that he's trying to deceive him about. So Yitz, so Asav was tricking Yitzhak into loving him, and therefore Yitzhak was loving the thing that he was trying to trick him into loving him for. And that's why he says, the Yitzhak Yitzhak as Asav kitsai befiv. He loved him because of that. So what about Asav? He didn't love Asav. That's the Indian of Avatalui Badava. A man who marries a woman for her money hates the woman. Even if he doesn't mind her, in fact, she could be okay, but it's a relative hate. She will feel hated, even if he does quite like her. If he's married her for the money, then she will feel hated. That's how it goes. That's called an avatalui badava. And that's why the the, the Sitra Akhra rebels against the Voynashoyim, because Hashem hates the Sitra Akhra. Why? Because Hashem creates Sitra Akhra for a reason, to give us Bechira. So he doesn't want the Sitra Akhra for himself. It's like being married to a woman for her money. He doesn't want the woman, he wants the money. So to Hashem, he doesn't want the Sitra Akhra, he wants the fact that it gives us free will. So the Sitra Akhra feels hated by Hashem in a sense, and that causes rebellion. Just as a side point for children, if our love is, if our love for our children is dependent on anything, whether it's good grades, social mileage, how they look, whatever it is, yeah, they will feel hated. I'm being very strong in my language here, maybe a bit too strong, but it's they will feel hated, and that will cause a rebellion. That's the Indian of Ava Talui Badava. So what really? So what really is it when somebody loves someone for something what's really going on is something very very deep and subtle very deep and very subtle he's actually loving his machshavas about the person if he's not loving the person it's not that he's loving the money. Let's just go back to the, the crass example of a man who's married a woman because she's rich. A man's marrying a woman because she's got a lot of money. He's not, although he is marrying the money in a sense, that would be the simple way of saying it. Really, he's marrying his machshavas that he has towards the money. That's really what's going on. He's marrying the concept of money. That's That's the... That's the draw, what he's thinking. And thinking always exists in Zman. Because thinking is oisius, and oisius is, needs, puts together letters, words, which means Zman. You can't think outside of, you can't think. You need time to be able to think. If you don't have time, you can't think. So loving someone for something is very much connected to time because really you're marrying yourself. You're marrying your own thoughts about this person. And now we've got the answer to all the questions. So it's like this. First question, why does it say in the future tense and the past tense? Well, let's ask the second question. Why didn't, why didn't Yaakov get jealous of Asaph? 
because Yitzhak's love for Asa was an avatalui bedava. It wasn't a real love. He didn't love Asav. He loved the thing that Asav was trying to capture Yitzhak with. That's a very Chetzonious thing. So just like Asav probably felt hated, Yaakov also probably picked up on the fact that Asav was actually being hated. And therefore there was no jealousy Bichlal, because he wasn't being loved. Why was why is it written for Yehav Yitzhak in the reversive of written in future tense but pronounced in past tense? Whereas Wait, sorry, I just can I ask a question on that. Why would he even if he loved him unconditionally or it was why would Yaakov get jealous? Well, the you're right. That's the the, the reason why I even asked that question was just because the brothers were jealous of Yo, of Yosef for the same reason. That Yaakov loved Yosef more, and Yosef was a tzaddik, so they had a reason to love them more. So you would think that if if Yitzhak loved Esav more, there'd be a good chance that Yaakov would feel some kind of some kind of uh, jealousy. That's where the question came from. It's a good question. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't ask that question if it wasn't for the brothers. Yeah. So so Yaakov isn't jealous of Esav because. Really, Yitzhak hates Esav. Yitzhak loves the the words that that Esav was talking to him about his dikdukin mitzvahs, meaning that Esav himself was actually hated. Again, I'm using a strong language. It maybe so. Number one, Yaakov wasn't jealous because of that. Number two, the Indian of the zma, of the tenses. Why does it say that Yitzhak loved? Yaakov, uh, Esav, and it's written in part future tense and it's reversed into past tense. But it says by Rivka, Rivka Oheves es Yaakov. She loves Yaakov, present tense. It's the same Indian because the love that Yitzhak had for Esav was an avatalui bedava, a love dependent on something, which meant it was a love, an intellectual love from his machshavas, and that's time bound. Whereas Rivka's love for, for, for Yaakov was a real love, a true love. And that's not time bound. So that's in present tense. For Rivka, Eheves es Yaakov. She loves him. And what was the other question we asked? And, and time bound, meaning that um, it's not going to last. There's no substance. It's, un, it's, not, it's, it's a conditional love that that uh, will only last for so long. Thank you. So you just remember right. that's perfect. Because then it says in the in the mission avoids it says a love that isn't dependent on something. It will never be battle. It's not short as man bichlal. It's not. It's a talk. We're talking about a being. Beings on in zman. Things are in zman. But people are not in Zman. People are infinite. People are beyond Zman. You know that I'm learning this book now to say that to say that Hashem is infinite. See, we usually we usually divide create or reality into like there's infinity and finity. Yeah. Which sounds very good. God is infinite and, and creation is finite. But but the Tanya divides reality into etsem and gilui 
Etsam and Gillery. And Infinity and Finity both fit into Gillery. Etsam is the Rabbeinu Shalom himself, Mamash. Infinity is a creation of God's. God created infinity just like he created finity. Is Hashem infinite? No. Is he finite? No. He's not infinite or finite. That would both of, or he's infinite and finite at the same time. To call him infinite would be, would be a, uh, what's it called? Would be, um, would be limiting him to infinity. So, so, so the Tanya really breaks Reality not down into infinity and finity, but into etsem and gilui, into essence and revelation. And, and that means that infinity and finity both come under revelation. It creates a whole different way of experiencing reality. In, in well, We're not going to talk about that now. But anyway, so so just like um, just like Avi said, yeah, and then we showed from the Mishnah that it means that the, the love won't, won't ever be bottled. And just to just to tie in one more thing, we say in Shachris, It doesn't say Bacha. It says Boiche. He chooses his nation, Israel, with Ava. Present tense. Real love is a present tense thing. Genuine love is a present tense thing. The minute we're loving qualities about a person we've fallen into zman and we've fallen into things and we've truthfully fallen back into ourselves okay that was a very uh that was a very question um couple more points um the yigash the yishat loy the yaches reach begadov so um, Yaakov came to Yitzhak and remember he was wearing the clothes of, he was wearing the skins of Esav, yeah? And it says, And Yitzhak smelled the scent of his, smelled the scent of his clothes and he blessed him. You, it smells like the Sada. Rashi says, Could you think of a more disgusting smell than like goat skins? Yeah. He says, But really what happened is it came into a Rech Gan Eden. So I want to say it like this, a very deep thought, is that our behavior is called garments. Yeah, thought, speech, and action is called garments. For lots of reasons, you begin you begin a behavior, you end a behavior. You put on a garment, you take off a garment. Um, they conceal you, they express you, lots of different stuff. But one of the really important things is that um, you can wear somebody else's garments, meaning you can act like someone else. You can speak someone's words. That's called plagiarism. You can think someone's thoughts. How can you think someone's thoughts? Oh, you're driving. <laughs> you can think. Yeah, go on. Avi, you gonna say? I just say. I just say. I mean, you you think of it. You think of you think of what they tell you is their thoughts, and you can. I don't. So you can't so profound. You can say that. 
No, but uh, yeah, yeah, you can think sometimes when you read their book, you're thinking their thoughts. Oh yes, when yes. you're sitting in their shit, yes, you're thinking totally. Their thoughts. Totally, yes. When you speaking take their, to someone, well, conversing with someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you're listening, really listening, and then mm-hmm. when you're doing some reatoivy, you're taking their dry cleaning to the shop for them. Yeah, you're becoming enclosed in their action. That's not your deed. You don't care about their clothes going to dry cleaners, or maybe you do, but but that's their deed. That's their action that you're actually becoming enclosed in. So you can wear someone else's clothing, which means you could actually. I'm sorry, I have to go on a call. I just realized. No problem. I think I'm sorry. I have to leave right now, but I have to tell you that was what I listened so far has been mind blowing. Thank you so much for sharing it, and hey. it gives me a whole new perspective on life, Mamish. Wow, square. I'm sorry. Take. Have a good Chavez. Okay, so like a good Chavez. Bye bye. So, so um, that's a nice compliment to get from you. Give a share. <laughs> that um, um, what's the word? I've got all self conscious now. Um, that that uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. So you can wear somebody else's garments. That's one of the inyanim of behavior. Everyone's with me on that? It's Pasha, yeah? But this is amazing. The Indian of Reach, the Indian of smell, is the Indian of the, it's it's what comes off of you. There's the etsum thing itself, and then the smell comes off. It's actually, I just, I said that by Ashkacha, the Indian of etsum and Gilui, of essence and revelation. That's really what, that's really what the concept of smell is is the thing itself is the essence and the smell is the revelation that comes off of the essence as as it appears as it is like the mice yeah so how could it be that yakov that yakov was wearing these disgusting smelly goat skins but yet meaning he was kind of dressed in asav's behavior yet Yitzhak could smell the Reich of Gan Eden. And this is a beautiful idea, is that when we do people's, when we do people's um, behavior, I mean, for example, as a photographer, yeah, I'm a photographer. So I get employed to take pictures of people. That's what photographers do. <laughs> but the, the point is that they're employing me to take pictures for them but they're they're paying me good money because I'm gonna do I'm gonna use my the way that I see reality in a way that will give them pictures that are worth that are more than they could ever imagine. I'm they want the pictures and I'm gonna take pictures for them, but I'm gonna put myself into it in a way that means they're gonna get pictures from me. And those pictures are going to be worth more to them than if they were taken them themselves. That's the idea of the person who's wearing the clothes, the scent being smelled through the clothes. That when you do something for someone, it's not that you just do it. It's that you do it, but you do it in in your way. And that's the scent of you coming through the smell. The, the, the scent of you coming through the behavior. So you're doing something for someone, 
but there's a very real element of you coming through it. That's called the smell. That's called the reach. And by a tzaddik, because their 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 sense is so so strong, so real, that even when Yaakov was wearing disgusting goat skins, yeah, like the behavior becoming the behavior of Asav, because he was so real, his essence went through that to the point where it was mavatal the ra, the stink of Asav's behavior. And all Yitzhak could smell was the scent of Gan Eden, Ramesh. Okay, I'm going to finish on one last thing. This is really mind-blowing, okay? And this is just, a, the fact is, it's not really in the Pasha. It's just there's an Orchaim on the Pasha that tells you this. It's like a little bit of a side point. But this is, this is like, this is very, very amazing, okay? That my Rebbe told me this, and I spoke this out with a big Makubal that I'm close with. And he gave me even more insight into it. It's, a, it's an Indian from the Arizal. We 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 think that the Jewish lineage goes after the mother, yeah. So it actually doesn't go after the mother; it goes after the father. And that should be confusing because That's Kahuna, right? Kahuna goes after the father, right? Alpi halacha, but yeah. Um, but but Yiddishkeit goes after the father as well. Now this is really oh wow yeah yeah listen to this it's a complete trip complete trip and it's mamash this is from the Arizal and I've I heard it from my Rebbe which be enough anyway but I got it clarified I got it qualified by a big Makubal and Kashurtu and here's the one of the Makuras from the from the Orchai Makodesh. So I'll, I'll explain the Indian and then you'll see in the Orchai but it's really mind blowing. How can it be that the Yiddishkeit goes after the father? I understand that if the Yiddishkeit goes after the father and the, the man is with a with a non-Jew, yeah, then that could somehow get rid of the Yiddishkeit. But if the Yiddishkeit goes after the father, we know that if a non-Jew has a child with a female, with a with a with a with a with a, uh, a female Jew. The child is Jewish. If the mother's Jewish and the father is not Jewish, the child is Jewish. How on earth then can you say that the Yiddishkeit goes bust of the, the father? So when a Jewish man is with the Shiksa, then the, the nine months of gestation, so to speak, somehow... I don't want to say kills the neshama, but in a sense, it, it, we'll see, etc. What it, what actually happens? Um, but it, it somehow kills it, just gets rid of it, some something um, to the point where the child is not Jewish. But if it goes after the father, how can a non-Jewish man have a Jewish child from a Jewish woman? Nerizal says. That because in that non-Jewish man was Nitzoit's Nishmas Yisrael, and Bahashkacha, he ended up with the Jewish woman, and it's those Nitzoit's, the the sparks of the Jewish Neshamas that are stuck to his soul, his non-Jewish soul. That's what causes the child to be Jewish. And Dina and Shem, they say that, right? Um. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, we're going to say that right now. Absolutely, very good. Kolokavod. 
So, so that's it. Now, now Rav Hass went with Vita and he said to me that the child that's born from a Jewish man and a non-Jewish woman, which the mice is a goy, ends up neged am Yisrael. Mamish neged am Yisrael. Yeah. So listen to this orchaim. It's in uh, it's kaf ches pasuk hey. Okay, according, we're going to explain the Indian according to what they said, which is from the Arizal. There's two kinds of, of Nitsoitsa Kadusha, Shavuyim Baklipa, that are captured within the Klipa. Ha'achas, Nishamas Yukaros, Dear Nishamas, the Yotis, the Msos, Haleda, that come out through way of, uh, they, they're given birth. Yeah. Ka'avram, who came from Klipa, Ukasara, who came from Klipa, Ukarifka, the Rochel, came from Klipa, Ukishnismus from Haninia ben Tradion, came from Klipa, Shayotsim Shem in Dina, like you just said, Ukurus, Memoyav, Ukanama, Me'amoin, all of these Heiliger Yidden came out of, um, came out for Uka'unkulus, Hager, Ukadome, and like all of these people that the, the actual Nitzitz Kedusha, it could be like Avram, who he was born from Terach, so there was a Nitzitz Kedusha that came out, and it could also be the Indian of Agera, who it comes out, Lemaisa, the Ger, like the Ger doesn't have a choice to convert, that's the reason, by the way, why the halakha is you push a ger away with crazy, crazy, like, two hands, push them away again, 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 again. You know why? Because if they're a real ger, it doesn't matter. You could push them away for 70 years and they will still want to become Jewish because they have to become Jewish. They, they're, they're a Jew just stuck in a goyish body. That's really what they are. So they're not going to stop. Masha Enke is some guy who just decided he wants to be a Jew because it's cool. Yeah, push him away enough and he'll forget about it. And that'll be that'll be better. Anyway, so there's the first type of Nitsuits that is that is that actually comes out into reality, whether it's born like Avraham or whether it's where it the, the person converts that like unculus. And now this is the second type. The Hashani who min the second one is a nitzitz of Kedusha that's mamish entrenched in the Klipa. It doesn't come out klal. It's firmly attached in the Klipa. It can't separate from the Klipa. Unlike with Avraham and Unclus. Ella the only way it can get redeemed, listen to this, the only way it can get redeemed, through being Metzah Yisrael. The only way that Klipa can get redeemed is by being Metzah Yisrael. Hitting. That through means of this causing the Yidden to suffer, that Kedusha that was stuck in the Klipa 
gets released from its Klippa and goes back to Kedusha. You realize, I'm not even going to say it, but you realize if you plug this, if you plug this uh, Orachim into what happened a month ago, what that means. Not, not that we're not that we're in any way Shalom in any way whatsoever, um, puttering these people. And Hashem should take vengeance, kifle kifly mamish on them and everyone who is even slightly involved in any way, shape, or form. But what actually happens? This is the re- this is one of the reasons why the Yidden get 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 the goyim and matzah the yidden is because in those goyim are caught up nitzot's kedusha that are so entrenched in in klipa that the only way they get an aliyah is when they're matzah the yidden which obviously causes some level of tshuva and those nitzot's kedusha stuck in those rishoyim ends up with their aliyah back to back to the boy nishloyim. Back to their show. Well, through us doing tshuva from their tsar brings up their nitzay. I, I added that. He didn't actually say that. He just said by giving us tsar. But tsar basically, the, the whole point of tsar is to bring a yid to, to hachno, which is tshuva. So he didn't actually say that tshuva bit, but I'm, I'm assuming that's probably a lot to do with it. But, but he just said that through being Messiah and beating the Yidden, that Nitzot's Kedusha gets gets separated from the Klippa and goes back to its Shoresh. And that's probably the reason, wow, I never thought that, that, that could be the reason why 11,000 Arabs died after those, after those Arabs killed so many of us. Because the Nitzot's Kedusha that was, be, that had them in, had their kiyum, I'm just thinking, that was Makai them in some way, got its aliyah, went back to the world, so then all of them mamash just disappeared. That's just my thought. That just came to me now. Okay. Shkoyach, we'll finish here. Thank you. Have a good Shabbos. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you. Zayv is a good Shabbos. Thank you. Zayv is a good Shabbos. Thank you. Zayv is a good Shabbos. Thank you.